0: and welcome to tailgate talks powered by the nation you're listening to episode 178 i'm your host brooks barrett and joining me uh, a cornhole legend in lubbock dustin wimmer uh, the man himself uh, had a little cornhole tournament this weekend he got to play in dustin uh, tell us a little bit about that right quick <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say going three and six is being much of a legend, (laughs) but yeah, Lovick hosted a pretty cool, like, big-time Texas Cornhole League, like, regional tournament. Like, there are people that came in from Dallas and Abilene and all all over the place to play in this thing, and our friend uh, Sam and Torrey's brother-in-law, Chris, he plays in these things and needed a partner, and... Got me to play with them, and I held my own. Did did what I was supposed to, do, and fell short a couple times. You know, I was there just to you know be the role player. Right. He was there to be the star. <laughs> didn't didn't quite live up to that, but there's a lot of legit people there. You can't really screw up. Mm-hmm. I mean, one game social we both,
0: cornhole legend. The social, yeah,
1: we were in the social division. My- <laughs> yeah, we were in the social division. There was like two or three other divisions above us like better than us, basically.
0: Did you get to hold a drink in one hand or no?
1: <laughs> that's up to you. There was definitely beer being served uh-huh. uh, at uh-huh. the Civic Center. So, yeah, you could you could enjoy a beverage while you did it. There were some cross-eyed people there for sure. Cool. Um, but, hey, maybe that's how they play. All right. There's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of good people. I mean, there was one game. It was in our – we got like five round-robin games to kind of – seed you in the playoffs and me and chris both really sucked and we got beat 21 to 2
0: <laughs>
1: so like it can happen pretty fast if you know yeah
0: comes at you quick but yeah just so <laughs> doesn't play a little cornhole this weekend but um yeah so one <laughs> fun uh fun event to do i'm sure Um, But yeah, episode 178 for you guys tonight. We've got, of course, a lot of Texas Tech basketball to discuss, some basketball news that dropped yesterday, Uh, and so lots of speculation and stuff to talk about with that, and then a little Texas Tech baseball at the end, Uh, and to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, gotta be following us. Follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the Tailgate. If you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate those reviews. Also, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Tellgate underscore talks. You can keep up with us there. We're tweeting through 16 inning baseball games. We're tweeting through basketball games, were, all that good were stuff. up
1: late doing that, man. <laughs>
0: up late. Uh, a lot of regrets there, but uh, follow <laughs> that Twitter account. We're also on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, so give those pages a follow also follow our youtube channel haven't been posting as many videos as of late but once you know be trying to post some more clips there so follow the youtube channel if you have any questions comments uh anything you want us to talk about on the show you can always email us our email is tailgate talks pod at gmail.com so a little longer intro this week but with all that said let's go ahead and get into this week's tailgate
1: we're gonna start this thing off right
0: i I have been waiting all my life to do that. All right Dustin. well it's been uh interesting couple days here for Texas Tech hoops but we do have some previously Texas Tech yeah. basketball let's games. Let's start with to discuss when we were first. Still playing
1: basketball. So,
0: yeah, let's discuss the basketball side of things, the tournament outlook, and then we'll get into the Mark Adams news. But since the last time we talked to you guys, we took last week off, um, kind of waited until the season played itself out before we got back. Of course, work and other stuff like that was hindering us from getting an episode out. But since we last talked to you guys, Texas Tech fell to TCU in Lubbock, 83-82, One point game uh, lost on a last second foul that put them at the free throw line. They made them both free throws and you end up losing the game. Dustin, any recollection of this game and any quick thoughts you had on this one? Because this was the important one that you had circled. If you got that win versus TCU, your outlook for the NCAA tournament was going to be significantly better. And losing in that way was very frustrating.
1: Yeah, this was the... No defense, all layups game for TCU. Yeah. Where we played no lick of defense at all. And that's what was the frustrating part is, yeah, we were still <clears throat> looking good um, for the uh, three game stretch and played okay, but played zero defense the whole game. And then definitely down the stretch, still gave Mike Miles an open dunk. Like, yeah. especially there, like, you play defense not like, you played it like it was an exhibition game before the season even started. Like, you didn't want to get anybody hurt type of deal. Like, didn't want to put Play too much it was like all It was like all-star game defense. Yeah. Rather than your season's on the line type defense. And Mike Miles sh- put, should have been put on his ass and into the first row when that dunk came by. Like, that should have never been even close for him. And uh, there no were a couple of layups down the stretch <laughs> that we should have hammered the dude. Yeah. And I've said that kind of all season that we're we're pretty soft and you know help guys help the other team up off the floor. We don't make hard fouls on anybody. Like it showed a lot there, and it was not the effort you needed for sure. Especially like the start of that game, we were getting blown out really well.
0: I think- yeah, it was kind of a lot of these games this season. Uh, definitely felt like that TCU game where. Uh, TCU kind of had the lead. You make the comeback. You get the lead, immediately give it up, um, you know, and, and a frustrating way to lose that game. That It was just different in the fact that you were allowing them to just get whatever they wanted yeah. inside. And the weird thing was Eddie Lampkin wasn't playing, and now, you thought you were going to have you the advantage. dominated
1: there. the rebounding in the inside, and it was definitely not that way.
0: But all of their players, guards, um, posts. Oh, everybody got uh, laid. Everybody, everybody got was getting what they ladies. wanted. Um, and so you fall short to TCU. So that puts a lot of emphasis in Kansas, uh, the game, uh, you know, last week and you played pretty good, you know, you on the road. So yeah, a, a game that I thought uh, I immediately kind of chalked this one up as a loss. You had yourself a chance to win this one down the stretch. You were just down by one and then just kind of the typical tech thing this season. Um, uh, You can't make the hustle play You can't grab a loose right. ball Um, And a player yeah. that we know Who hustles his ass off Of all people Kevin McCuller uh, Out muscles you Gets the ball Gets the layup A lot of people wanted a foul there I
1: They're, it no. Probably,
0: it probably was a foul But at that point Not I was at that just point In so the game with a loose yeah. ball
1: Like they, they don't call that In most instances Honestly
0: Yeah I I didn't want a foul to be called there. Like Kevin O'Banner had the chance, but Kevin O'Butterfield, as he's been, can't grab a basketball, can't hold on to the basketball. Um, Davion Harmon can't grab the basketball. Uh, And it just feels like this was, you know, a a snapshot of this whole season, just being right there on the cusp of it, a rebound away, uh, ultimately can't get the job done, uh, and Kansas gets that victory. Any other kind of thoughts you had? on this uh four point loss, 67, 63 loss to the Jayhawks.
1: Yeah, kind of just like you said there, this kind of summed up the season in like one game pretty well. And I mean I've been harping on it that we don't have we don't have something in us to make these comebacks and hold teams off or stop that run. Whatever, you know. And this is totally that game. Like we were back in it. Like within two points. And I remember, like, it was about four minutes left. We were within two. And this was your Can't critical stretch zero. of the game. Yeah. And what do you do? Three straight turnovers. You got stops during those turnovers. And it's like, oh, we get another chance. No, turnover.
0: Turnover. Oh, yep.
1: another rebound. Ah, another turnover. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I remember it was a two point game for like a stretcher, and you just couldn't break the two yeah, point it lead. It was a good
1: two minutes there, and you just kept turning it over, fumbling the ball. And like, I kind of have been thinking about it ever since then, like a, for a week now. Like, it's basically come down to like, like the three C's of like why you can't f- finish those kind of games. Maybe four. Part of it's coaching when you have this many five point loss games. Like,
0: yeah,
1: we got to evaluate pretty critically of when we're doing stuff, who's on the floor for what, matchups, all that stuff. But there's like on the player side, like you don't have like the composure no. or the clutchness of, of it uh, to like manage and handle that kind of game and atmosphere and pressure. Like you've seen it all year. We've yeah. always – in Oklahoma State we did the same thing, a minute and a half left, and we just – Demorian dribbles the ball off his foot. And fo- turns it over, like we've and done it even
0: all know, year. Even it's looking been
1: that whole like composure, clutchness, and coaching of these down the stretch games to fumble the bags away.
0: Yeah, and you talk about composure and clutchness, like in that Kansas game. Um, probably under two minutes left. You got Fardaw's to the free throw line on a one-on-one. He front ends the the first oh. free throw. So yeah. that, cut, that doesn't cut the lead from uh, to two to one or to tie the game. Davion Harmon gets fouled, uh, misses, uh, misses his, his first free throw, makes yep. a second to cut it to that one-point game. But you had the opportunities to tie the game uh, and, and make those free throws. And time and time again, it's up. Uh, you don't make that free throw up. Uh, you don't get that rebound up. Uh, you don't get that loose ball up. Uh, you don't make the shot. Oh, you leave a guy yeah. wide open for three-point line. Um, just a lot of those mistakes down the stretch and that, leads to the regular season finale at home in Lubbock, a chance to send Kevin O'Banner off with a win and uh, just rinse and repeat <laughs> for all these games. You yeah. lose to Oklahoma state 71 68. Uh, another game you had uh, a 13 point deficit that you were you know, able to erase. Somehow we're the greatest team in all of college basketball when you're down by 13 or 10 points <laughs> or whatever at cutting that gap We're too up. close. And We're up that you, much.
1: We'll let you back <laughs> Yeah. Either way.
0: Uh, man, it's so frustrating that we can cut a 13-point lead down to like two or three so fast, but we can't ever get over that hump um, no. and, and separate ourselves. And you come back, you get a lead after Jalen Tyson three, and then what do you do right after that? You give up an immediate wide-open three. Wide open three. <laughs> and then after that, you give up an offensive rebound Uh, and a basket and so that's how your season comes to an end with that three-point loss dustin you were there saturday uh any uh, thoughts from uh, the (sighs) another heartbreaking another gut punch a death by a thousand paper cuts is what i'm calling this season uh thoughts from that game
1: this was more this game was more like death by a thousand three-pointers because we let oklahoma state have a three-point shooting competition with just wide open threes most of the first half, and they made drained all of them. Which why wouldn't you? I mean, they're wide open. Two guys were like the only guys that killed us, and we just kept leaving them open for three. Like not even wide running open. out, not not even close. No one even close in the vicinity.
0: There, there was a point in that first half where they were like five for eight from three, and a lot of people yeah. were tweeting out. Of course, the second worst team in the Big Twelve is shooting five for eight for three against us. So I was like, Are y'all watching the same game I am? Wide like They're wide open threes. They're wide open. They're layup line threes. Everybody will yeah. make
1: that. Delaware like, will make that on us yeah. if we let them.
0: Like, I was like, <laughs> "This is a defensive thing. This isn't just them getting hot all of a sudden. They're no. they have all the time in the world. To this isn't threes. like the
1: white West Virginia guy that happens to us every year,
0: right? Where know? he's just you know, unconscious <laughs> with guys. This in the space, is yeah. this is
1: just no one even close. And the other frustrating thing was like they weren't. Doing anything to us to make that really happen, like we were just dumb. It felt yeah. Like-
0: there was a possession there in the second half where they kick it out to a guy who's open for three, but it was a bad pass. The guy uh has to like l- launch his arm out to even just tip the ball, tips it, get gets it, takes a step back and shoots a three, and your defense was still not there. He was still <laughs> wide open. Yes, yeah, like all the time. I- the, it was like. How in the world do you not have anybody who can at least get there on a yeah. bad pass? It's um, frustrating. And then, uh,
1: yeah, of course, we. I went into this game with no expectations um, because, obviously, I, our season's pretty much done. We're ready for a game or two in Kansas City and then the NIT, basically. So I didn't really have high hopes. I mean, I got pumped those last couple minutes when we got back in it. Um, but then, of course... Again, clutch time. There's a minute and a half left or something, and DeMorian drills it off his foot. There's a guy on the, their injured center is just hanging out under the basket for an open, wide open dunk to make it a five point game once again. And it was pretty much over from there. Like, you just don't have, don't have what it takes to close out or, or win these kind of games this year. That's what it was. And, um, Kind of speaking on that, just of like, didn't have much to play for. And the fan base, we still had 10,000 people there, I'd say. Which is amazing, being the worst team in the conference. Nothing to play for anymore. You've got a two-game losing streak. You only have one senior that's been here for two years, really. It's like, not a ton to, not a lot of reason to show up for that game on a Saturday kind of early evening and you still had a great 10,000 person crowd that was loud. That's, that should help our next topic. Once we get there, you know what I mean? I was impressed with that.
0: Yeah. It sounded like a good crowd. I wasn't able to make it out, getting ready. Uh, you know, last podcast, here in denver city texas so nice um, getting ready for that so i was unable to make the game but on tv you could definitely tell the crowd was into it, it sounded like a yeah. good crowd i mean you still had you know they were saying the whole game and i don't know how realistic it was but you know according to joe Lenardi, the winner of that game had a chance was the only team that had a chance of still making the tournament I, whoever I lost that. that game was going to be out so i was like maybe you're still playing for your last little bit of hope so i tournament think that you that did game. have
1: a strand to play for there yeah, there was a carrot being dangled, and you—a
0: very small got percentage. Closer. Yeah, a very small percentage, but like a percentage nonetheless. Of like, hey, if we win this game, then maybe we just got to do.
1: Just yeah. like TCU, they did not play like the, their season was on the line, or that might be their last game in that arena.
0: It, it came out. We came out so flat. We didn't score our first f- field goal till like 15 minutes in the game. Um, we were giving up wide open thirties, like we we talked about. Uh, Just, yeah, very flat, very flat at the start of the second half, too, because they came out and, you know, built up a 13 point lead. Uh, And then for some reason, once it's a 13 point lead or double digit lead, uh, all of a sudden our team (laughs) kicks it into gear, but uh, a little too late. And so you uh, you're all important final three games of the season. You go 0-3 on them, ultimately, meaning that you basically have to win the Big 12 tournament. Uh, to make the NCAA tournament. So just like, bef- you know, after the whole season's done, whether that's a, just a Big 12 tournament and done or that's NIT and done, we'll we'll put a complete bow on this season. But just overall, like your thoughts on this 2022-2023 uh, season.
1: Yeah, I think like there was never a great sense of urgency in any – Any point of these games this whole season, and especially like down these last couple games here, like TCU and Oklahoma State, your last two at home that could have still gave you some chances. There was no sense of urgency and you know dire need to win this game that was shown on the floor to me, um, which kind of sucks. Fans still showed up for you. That was that was amazing to see all season. Like even when you had no wins halfway through the season one and two for a while, like you still had 10 to 12,000 people there. I mean, the whole student section was full these last two games. Like that's amazing that last game of the season for a losing team all year. Like there, we still have tons of people there like that. I mean, and yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Like those, those three C's to me, kind of sum it up. Um, the coaching, we questioned a lot of coaching things all year. Um, We ran like one inbounds play that Oklahoma State game. That was pretty amazing. Got it like a lob pass. Like we that's how like low our bar is, is like we get amazed when one inbounds pass scores.
0: We get amazed anytime we do a successful lob pass. It's so rare.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the coaching, the composure down the stretch was never there. And then yeah, like the clutchness was never there by almost anybody. I mean, a couple games in that little stretch we had. Right. We pulled some off, but that's by far not enough um, to make it happen. And I believe – I said this to Lauren, who was in your seat. I think that Oklahoma State game was our first 100% healthy roster game all big 12 or all yeah, year, but, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, Bacho was back. Bacho and, was and back healthy. and everybody yeah. else
1: played. Like every, no one was in a boot. <laughs> and we still couldn't do anything about what how we are. Like, you know –
0: yeah. uh To picture this season, you can just put a picture of a boot, and that would <laughs> successfully describe this season. Yeah. I think it's just a, a as frustrating of a season. Maybe like somebody I...
1: dribbling the ball off the boot.
0: Yeah, or just a wide <laughs> open right dude. In there. <laughs> yeah, or a wide open dude at the three point line. You know. Um, For me, it was just a frustrating as frustrating of a basketball season as I can remember in a long time, just because your expectations heading into it were top five in the conference. And, you know, when you really look into it, you're right there in so many games like you can legitimately look at about three or four games where if you just change one single the outcome of one single possession, you have four more wins on this season. Like, you beat TCU at home. You beat Oklahoma State, like, twice. Yeah, you that's beat, where that
1: composure but, and clutchness comes in. And
0: yeah, it's it's some of those things. Miles
1: it's, has it, and we don't.
0: It's some of those unfortunate calls that you've gotten. It's some of just putting yourselves in bad situations, um, a lot of coaching, um, just a lot of different things that culminate to that. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, it was just frustrating, man. It was frustrating you were there. You have the talent, you know, You like a bad team doesn't yeah. go on the road and almost beat Kansas, you know, like a bad team. Doesn't, yeah,
1: I totally agree. Like,
0: like that, this isn't a bad team. And I think that's what's been so frustrating is like, you can see it, you're right there. And, and you just like you said, coaching, clutch, and composure just weren't there in a lot of those situations and that's why you find yourself losing to tcu by one and oklahoma state by three and and not getting a rebound a crucial rebound versus kansas and it's just a lot of those things and you know you could see this team this is a tournament team but (laughs) you just got to have a couple of those plays go your way you weren't able to do it and here you are uh, ninth place in the big 12 and needing a miracle big 12 championship run to make the tournament so the Big 12 Tournament tips off Wednesday. Woo. So as we mentioned, Texas Tech's only chance of really making the NCAA Tournament is to win the damn thing, uh, <laughs> which will be a tall task. Uh, so Dustin, just your broad thoughts on Texas Tech, this Big 12 Tournament, and and, and then we'll get into the, the big news that dropped yesterday. Sure.
1: Um, yeah, no expectations, to be honest. Kinda of like that last game here. Um, you'll be healthy, fully healthy again. Great, but can you do anything about it? You're you know, woes down the stretch, is it? Or like whenever the other team makes that big run. That's kind of been the other fall of us. Can we hold off and you know, like the fifteen point run like from TCU or whatever? Or a bad start or a bad half, whatever it may be. So I don't really know. I would love to win this first game, but then, you know, you turn around and get Kansas 24 hours later, not even. So that's just tough to do. You have played Kansas great all year though. So like you can yeah. beat West Virginia. You played Kansas great both games. So I know it's in their backyard and they love this and have a great crowd, but you just had a great game in fog Allen. So I think you can win, win the first one. And then just you're playing with house money. You don't, it's not going to cost you anything to go out and throw it all in line against Kansas, you know?
0: Yeah, it's uh, hope for the best, expect the worst kind of thing coming no, into I this. hope it's just, for the
1: best and expect nothing. Like, yeah. I can't go uh, down.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, I just, yeah, I, I don't really know. And, of course, like first game, you're facing West Virginia and Eric Stevenson, who will probably have 10 wide-open threes against you. Yeah, um,
1: don't let the white guy shoot the ball
0: and so yeah it, it really at this point i just kind of want this season to be over uh want to get on with it and, and move on to next year um <laughs> kinda, and, but you know right. if we're if we're able to reel off some wins at least you know give us a couple more high moments to look back on this season like i'll appreciate that but
1: that's the thing though. like either either lose to kansas or go win it all cuz like beating kansas and then losing the next game to yeah. I can't remember who's up on Baylor.
0: Baylor Doesn't do yeah.
1: you any good. Yeah, <laughs> you know I don't want to win two of them and then lose. Like
0: yeah, I, you better win all four of them. But that's exactly how the season has gone. Is like you'll win those two and then you'll get blown out by Baylor or something like that. You know, it'll tease you. But won't, you know, won't get the job done. But, you know, I, it is crazy, though, because, like, everybody's going to be saying anybody has a chance to win this Big 12 tournament. And I realistically believe that, like, it's not going to completely shock me if we're there at the end, you know. Um, <laughs> I but know. it's also not going to shock me if, uh, you know, fun, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia goes unconscious and you're one and done in this tournament. Like, anything can happen. Um, and And I truly believe that. But. The big news uh, for Texas Tech basketball right now, after a very disappointing season, uh, going 5-13 into Big 12 Conference, finishing ninth when you're projected to be 4th, head coach Mark Adams suspended uh, for use of inappropriate and racially insensitive comments used on a player. Uh, Assistant coach Corey Williams has been named the acting interim coach for uh, the Big 12 tournament. So, Dustin, uh, just take us through what you uh, thought once this news broke Sunday morning.
1: So, it's funny. I had a source tell me at the game about this that had happened like before that last game. I think so I know who. It wasn't surprising to me when this came out after our last regular season game. Yeah. I'm like, huh, okay. I mean, that Interesting timing, of, right? A lot of sense now. Um. Yeah, it's not great, <clears throat> not great to have racially insensitive comments when you're a old white guy. To be frank about it, yeah. Um, and most of your players are African American. Um, yeah. <laughs> so can't he's using scripture,
0: like- <laughs> but I wouldn't use scripture that refers to masters and slaves, and using yeah. that that in. At, whatever the context is. I
1: don't care what the context is. It's still not a great frame. Whatever's in the frame that you're trying to frame up still isn't good. You know, (laughs) like I don't care how, how pretty the frame is that you're trying to be like, well, it's in this amazing book that everybody (laughs) reads or whatever, you know, like, and I don't care if anybody's, that's the other thing is like, you can quote scripture. Maybe
0: don't quote that scripture.
1: Maybe don't quote any scripture to be honest with how things are nowadays and a lot more uh, religions are way more practiced and widely openly accepted and a lot of these student athletes may have themselves or family or friends that are of different religious beliefs and don't, not that they don't want to hear that, but like shouldn't just be out there like that kind of deal um like there there's a lot of different aspects like there's that religious aspect and that that also turned into a uh, racial aspect which is definitely not great in this day and age and time um i mean never really is but now with social media for sure like by far it's not great to do something like that
0: and Um, when you're the white coach (laughs) yeah you can't you can't use that
1: not, not good um, and it was with, I don't think it said a player, but kind of one of the leaders of the team, I would say. Um, so also not great there. Maybe they just didn't have a great relationship going on or just arguing about something recently. I don't know, but it just doesn't put a good light on things. And like, when you're... <coughs> I mean, you're only two years into this. You had a good year last year. You had no expectations last year. And then he did good, so the expectations are back. And then you have a shitty year this year with some other turmoil kind of boiled in there in the middle of the season also. And apparently some of the donors don't like them. So, like, when you already have a short leash with your season – and your coaches and players not getting along and the donors aren't really getting along, like you're not going to get, not get away with this, but like you don't have as much leeway, I guess you would, you could say with this kind of circumstance, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Maybe if you win a couple of games down the stretch there, this, like, if looks this would have been last different. year. Seeing,
1: like flip flop these two teams. Yeah. And, you know, last year we're like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, you know, first year, big turnover to change, whatever. And then you have a sweet 16-type team this year. You know, maybe he gets a little leeway and more, more room to breathe and talk about what happened and maybe get out of it. You know, the Creighton coach, McDermott, he did this a couple years ago. Yeah. Not exactly like this. I, I'm not going to quote what he did. But he had something similar, kind of, and kind of worked his way out of it whatever happened and they're really good now. So I don't see that coming here with the kind of circumstances I just kind of laid out there, you know?
0: Yeah. It's uh for me, it's too much baggage at this point. If yeah. you take in exactly. the Great. stories Great. and whatever truth to them, you know, I I can say like, I know what I know about it. I don't really want to dive into that because there's a bunch of other people that are affected sure. by that story. But That story, that baggage is there, Uh, and it was definitely heating up, and then all of a sudden a couple wins, feeling a little bit better about yourself, those stories kind of go away, and then you start to lose again here down the stretch, and here you have some more uh, stories surfacing. And, of course, there's another story about him spitting on a player and says, I can spit on anyone uh, because he's the head coach. Uh, You have (laughs) the uh, nepotism of Luke Adams getting a job for this team at – doesn't really feel like the coaching staff or from what I've heard uh, never really took to that higher um and and I think for good reasons there so just there's a lot of different things just on the outside of basketball that are really big 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 problems and then you add into the fact that the coaching was just pretty poor this season you know we don't know who's coaching the offense that even though you hired a guy specifically due to do the offense, and we still have no idea at this point of the season who's actually running it, that's yeah. suspect. Uh, this, you know, defensive gurus, teams getting just destroyed every game uh, defensively. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, I think, a big killer. I'm going to tangent and stop you there real quick. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, you to have start, games like,
1: you. I mean, you've had it all year, and like TCU and Oklahoma State really shine bad lights on it of like, you're not even. Uh, trying it seems like and you commented all year like why don't we do something different why don't we change why don't we quit switching You never saw adjustments and like that blows my mind of like supposed to be the defensive guru well it shouldn't be just we run one system and make it work you're trying to fit you know square pegs and round holes at that point like you gotta make make your hole a little more square and make your defense a little better for all our players. And that never happened. So, yeah, you're totally
0: right. Yeah, you right. got to gotta adjust to your personnel at some point. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just didn't have it. You couldn't do the no middle defense. Your no middle defense no. was giving up wide open threes. <laughs> and, like, guess what? Shot counts for more points, three-pointers yeah. over two-pointers. Especially I would much open. rather just have you go one-on-one for two and defend the three-point line, and you just never did that, you know, even right. the last game of the season. Um, you know and you switch to zone from time to time but then you go away from it and you start switching things back it's just like you I don't know there's no identity of this team anymore it used to be the defense but you didn't have the players to run that defense and you kept trying to do it when it wasn't working and here you find yourself you know after at the end of a a brutal season and so uh, for me you know, and I think a lot of Red Raider fans are already kind of on this point. I, I think this is it. I think this. Yeah, I think it's a wrap on the Adams season. If you'd have told me two years ago when Beard split and we hired items that both of them wouldn't have made it past their second years at both <laughs> of these schools, that, that is, is a bet wild. I would not have taken. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is the end. I think there's a lot of reasons. I, I definitely think this is, hey, they're looking for a way to not have to pay the rest of that contract um after giving him an extension last year uh, which is another just brutal thing but i think this is it i think this is it i'm not against it um i don't think you can get away saying and doing some of the things he's done Uh, i don't know how you have your leader on your team with some of the rumors and stories that trail him i don't know how that's possible Uh, i think that you just have to um, had different directions and whatever that direction is, uh, with the new coach, I I have no idea, but I know we got some candidates out there that you can probably see taking this job, but at, but really just crazy, really, um, really just crazy how the season turned out when you had such high hopes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't think he's going to, I think he's dug himself this hole all year and now he just dug it really deep. I don't think there's enough room to get out of that hole.
0: Yep. I I think he's, he's ended his head coaching career at Texas Tech, probably his head coaching career in general. Um, You know, he'll find some assistant gigs. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, It really,
1: it really sucks having to start over again. Like you just mentioned, like new coaching staff, possibly like, it sucks having to start over again two years later. Yep. And who knows who we get, you know, we haven't officially like fired him, and started looking. So there's rumors aren't quite out there yet. And so it's like, who you get, who does that person bring in? Does anybody get kept? Like kind of, and it sucks for the, the guys on the staff right now. Cause they don't know what's going to happen to that, their, their jobs and where they're going to end up next and their families. So that's what sucks. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, A lot of families and people involved.
0: Yeah. And it sucks for all your players, the guys you go and root for and to know that, you know, some of the stuff that they were having to put up with this season, you know, they, they, they didn't sign up for that stuff. You know, they signed up to play basketball here and try to win games and all that extra baggage is something that they didn't uh, plan on bringing with them to this season. And, you know, while it has been frustrating, like you you can't say that these guys didn't just like fight their hearts out. You know, they like, you know, put themselves in all of these games like you're still in all these games. I'm sure they didn't make those plays, but they were fighting hard at the end of those games to try to win them. And so you just feel bad for all these guys. And you know, what? with whatever happens, there's probably going to be uh, a, a mass exodus here. A lot of guys to the transfer probably. portal. Um, you know, if you keep Adams, I would expect everybody to be gone. Um, if you hire a new coach, I would expect most to be gone unless the guy you can hire, you know, can come in and recruit these guys. But the scary thing is that thing we all hate is, is being irrelevant in in any sport. And you know, that, that looms here. If you don't get this next hire, right? Like, like you can go back to the dark days of when you and me were in college and we didn't have anything to watch, you know, Um, that basketball team was, was a joke then and and you've had the success and it's fun. And it's, it's just, it's scary to think that those, uh, that irrelevant can come back just like that, you know? And so uh, we'll keep monitoring the situation. Um, you know, right now, all we know is Corey Williams is the interim coach. He's going to be coaching the guys for the big 12 tournament. And who knows, maybe this is something we need. Maybe this lets us play offense the way we wanted to play. Yeah. Maybe this lets our guys play a little more loose. Um, and, and maybe this is a bright change and, and could really help this team do even better, in in Kansas City
1: yeah maybe so I mean interim coaches you know they don't they can't really lose in their situation you know so like and yeah maybe getting rid of Adams for the time being you know for Wednesday's game opens things up for everybody else and they're you know weight off the shoulders and Maybe the offense does get opened up and let loose and all that. So we'll see. It'll be kind of interesting and fun to see.
0: Yep. So Texas Tech begins its Big 12 championship journey on Wednesday at 6 p.m. versus the West Virginia Mountaineers and Eric with the K-Stevens. We get to, you know, unfortunately have to watch us play him again. But um, last thoughts uh, uh, for Wednesday's game, Dustin.
1: Go out there and just – Try to win. Why not? I mean, yeah. NIT's looking looking at us in in the face, so just go out there and do your best, I guess. <laughs> don't yeah. don't get your expectations up though, fans.
0: Don't get your expectations up, but you know, you got nothing to lose at this point. So right. uh, just throw the ball up, see <laughs> what happens and, and and let's see what what happens with Corey Williams man in the sideline. We'll see. You know, we'll definitely be Tuned in and, and see whatever it, if there's anything super noticeable um with that change. And we'll definitely be tweeting about it. So follow us on Twitter to watch that game with us. 6 p.m. again on Wednesday versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. Um but we've got a couple more baseball games to talk about since the last time we talked to you. So let's kick it over to the Diamond and talk a little TTU baseball. All right, Dustin, so the last time we talked about baseball, we had just gotten the season underway with a four-game sweep over the Gonzaga Bulldogs. And so now we have uh, several more games in the books. We have a four-game sweep over uh, Western Illinois. We have a two-game midweek series sweep over Air Force Academy. Uh, and then the big one, when the biggest test of the season so far, you headed on to Houston to play in the Shriners Classic getting 3 games there. You played Rice, Michigan and AM. And you go 1 and 2 on the weekend. So your first big test of this, you know, not the exact results that you wanted to see, had a 3 to 2 loss to Rice on Friday to begin the weekend, bounced back with a 10-7 victory over Michigan, and then closed it out with a uh very long, excruciating uh painful game to watch against the Texas A&M Aggies, a 4 to 2 loss in 16 innings of baseball Um, that was two to two um, from innings nine through 15. So uh, Dustin, did you get a chance to check out the Red Raider baseball team any over this past weekend, any thoughts on uh, the outcomes from this past weekend?
1: No, I still haven't caught any baseball games quite yet. It's good to know we're beating our, you know, Western Illinois, Gonzaga's air forces, those, those groups of teams. Um, And then I always like going to these big tournaments like in major league or minor league ballparks they're a little bigger or like a little better atmosphere whatever it may be just trying to change up the the scenery of not being a pretty small college type ballpark and you got really good competition I mean Rice is always pretty good A&M and the SEC is really good and Michigan like two or three years ago was just up in Omaha we played them up there yeah you know so you played three really good teams. Um, so I'm not disappointed really in those two coming out one and two in that. Um, but I'll let you talk more about the excruciating 16 inning lost Am. I saw we were in the bottom of the ninth, bases loaded with one out and did nothing with it. So take take me away from there, man.
0: Yeah, just overall thoughts on the weekend. I, I I came away a little disappointed offensively from this team. You know, uh, it, it sucks when you are putting up all sorts of hot big numbers at, mm-hmm. you know, in Lubbock and then you go on the road and you can only get a, two runs against Rice, two runs against A&M in 16 innings of baseball. Like that's kind of the frustrating parts of it. But, you know, ultimately in the A&M game, it was uh, – and something that I think might be a commonality throughout the rest of the season is you just shot yourself in the foot over and over and over again. You no hit A and M from innings. They their they their last hit was in inning five. They didn't get a hit again to like inning fifteen or inning sixteen. I can't remember which oh, one. Wow. But you th- you threw a no hitter in this sixteen inning game. You no hit yeah. them for nine straight innings at one point, and yet they win this game. Uh, Because in the ninth inning, you have a dude who was dealing in um, Ryan Free, I think his name. I I can't remember his first name, but his last name's Free. So uh, he was dealing. He was absolutely clutch for you. You pulled him and put in a freshman, Damian Bravo, who uh, couldn't throw a strike to save his life. I think he threw 12 free balls, um, walked the bases loaded, walked in the tying run. Yeah. and so you blow your two, one lead in the ninth uh, on walks, and then you get to the 16th inning and your shortstop just forgets how to play, how to, how to fill the ball. He has two oh, errors. Goodness. that end up, you know, being crucial and in, in getting in him uh, two runs because of inability to fill the ground ball. And so ultimately, you know, at that point in the game, I was just ready for it to be over win or lose. <laughs> um, but you want to lose because A&M makes hits or whatever to to get those oh, runs and yeah. not lose because you shoot yourself in the foot. And so that that was the frustrating part of that game is you you should have won that game. Um you had multiple opportunities in extra innings to get that extra you know that winning run across. Could never do it. Um I don't know if it was great pitching by NM. I thought it was it was a lack of of um aggressiveness at the plate. Um and so uh, ultimately, you know ends up being a frustrating night because you stay up till yeah. like 1230 to watch this baseball game. And then you go to bed like mad because you couldn't get the job done. And of course it's AM. you don't get a lot of opportunities to play them. And so uh, the fact that you couldn't capitalize on that uh, was frustrating, but ultimately, you know, I still think you got a good baseball team. Um, you have some pitchers who can really, really be competitive and really go out there and, and, and throw some good innings for you you have a lot of youth on this team um, which is going to be the other struggle is like you do throw a lot of freshmen you do have a lot of freshmen in your lineup Um, and and I think a lot of them kind of struggled this weekend and so it's a young team it's younger a younger team than we're used to with Tadlock I think and so this is a good weekend to get that experience against better competition and I think ultimately down the stretch you'll be better for it and so I I still think this is a good baseball team I think you're going to lose some games because of because you know you struggle in the field you struggle at the plate a little bit with some of these young guys but ultimately I'm just interested to see where this baseball team goes to after this weekend you got to bounce back you have good competition this week against New Mexico as they come to Lubbock uh New Mexico has some impressive wins on the season already against like Oregon State and some other high competition so uh it'll be fun one uh this week but ultimately um Liked what I saw from some of these guys, and so we'll see what happens the rest of this season. But anything else for us, Dustin, this week? Any other baseball talk, or I uh, just want to get on with the final shot?
1: Let's just go to final shots, man. Yeah. Just wanted to shout out a couple indoor track teams. Tech won Big 12 men's indoor track yep. last weekend. They were recognized at the or week week before that at the game last Saturday. And SBC's men's track won the indoor national title last week right. as well. So a lot of good tracksters around here in West Texas.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I just kind of blanked on that with all the basketball and baseball that has been uh, flooding my Mind and and Twitter, I totally forgot. Big 12 men winning the indoor Big 12 championship. That's uh, uh, becoming a theme for this program. I think they won it last year too. So I think they go back to back. Uh, Always like adding that Big 12 championship hardware to the trophy case. Uh, Kitley's got this program, you know, really rolling um, right now. And so good to see that uh, for them. Um, I don't really have any other final shots, so I'll just add on to the, yeah, shout out to the big 12 men's track, big 12 champions. Always, always love to see that and, uh, more big 12 championships, uh, hopefully from some teams this spring. Um, I think the track is ranked number three in the nation right now, so they should be, uh, up there competing at nationals, which should be soon. Um, but. Yeah, we've got, you know, lots to discuss over the next few weeks. We'll continue to, you know, we'll be watching uh, the Texas Tech basketball team as they begin their journey in the Big 12 tournament. We'll recap that next week. Um, whatever news falls from the basketball program and this Mark Adams saga, we'll be sure to cover that and and, and whatever happens along that road. So, uh, make sure you are following us. Make sure you're following the Telgate on Apple and on Spotify. Giving us those five star ratings, five stars for the Telgate, and leaving us those reviews. If you listen to us on Apple, also giving us the social media follows. follow us on Twitter at Telgate underscore talks, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. You can also give that YouTube channel a follow when we post clips and stuff like that. All all the time for you guys to watch on YouTube. Um, But once again, thanks for hanging out with us this week. We know it's been a (laughs) brutal weekend for Texas Tech hoops. Uh, Not the weekend you wanted from Texas Tech baseball, but uh, we once again always appreciate you hanging out with us here at the tailgate.